hands together one more time. There's nothing like rejoicing in the Lord. And we'd like to say to all of our guests this morning, if you're here for the first time, we honor you, we bless you, and we're so grateful that you're here. You're only a visitor one time at Elm Grove. From then on, you're just part of the family. We say to all of our family this morning, Elm Grove family, God bless you. We love you. Many have been on vacation. There are some people that went so far up in the mountains that you couldn't even reach them by phone for a week. And they did that on purpose. They didn't want me calling them or checking on them. And, uh, but they're back, and we're grateful for that this morning. God bless you. We love you today. This is the day the Lord has made, and our response is we will rejoice and be glad. Everybody here this morning, you're here to rejoice. I want us to make a few uh, quality decisions as we begin the ministry this morning. Uh, we all have stuff that uh, we wish that we could just uh, ignore. We all have decisions that we're making that we wish somebody else could make for us. We're all walking through hours of challenge like we've never had before. But I'm so glad that God still speaks, and he has a people like you that obeys. And you're his hands today, and you're his voice, and he has the church to reach the world today that needs to know the truth. How many have heard these words the past few days? Fake news. Three? Four. Okay. All right. Well, turn on your television and uh, go to uh, Fox News, and, and if you don't hear that word in 30 minutes, will you call me, and uh, I'll apologize. The good part about when we come to church, we don't hear fake news. We hear truth. How many love the truth? Does the truth always make us feel good? No, it doesn't always make me feel good, but it sets me free. It sets me free. My dad told me he loved me, but that didn't always mean he was going to make me feel good. There were some times he said this, son, if I didn't love you so much, I wouldn't spank you like I do. And I thought that was fake news. But today he was telling me the truth. We're on a series this morning of uh, uh, the benefits of, of, of hearing the voice of God. And uh, last Sunday we began this series. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the blessings of hearing from the uh, the, the voice of God. Next week, we're going to be list, talking about listening to the voice of love from the Lord. And the, the fourth message is going to be uh, the things that hinder us from hearing the voice of God. And uh, I want I to uh, ask you to do one thing for me this morning. So many times we walk in church, we hear uh, something that makes us feel good. Sometimes we sing the right song. Sometimes we don't know the songs. I've all, all of us have been there. But I, I just don't want us to leave this building this morning without knowing how great is our God. It's all about Him. None of us would be here today if it wasn't for God. In John three sixteen, He loved us enough that He gave His only Son. He proved His love. And that while I was yet a rebellious preacher's kid, while, while I was walking in total rebellion, He loved me enough that He never gave up on me. And no matter who you are today, what walk of life you may be involved in, he's never going to give up. And I want you to stand with me this morning as the uh, people in the, in the sound booth give us something. And I, I want, it's Psalms chapter 103. It's a favorite scripture of mine. But we're going to say this together. And I'm going to tell you before we say it, this is how God speaks to us. 
This is one, is one of the main ways that God speaks to us. He speaks to us by His Word. How many know that His Word has stood the test of time and it's never returned void? This is not fake news. This is the best news that you will ever hear. And so we're going to say this together this morning in case you didn't have time to open your Bible, you didn't take time to take your uh, uh, morning devotion, and, and I, I, we're just going to spend some time right here this morning before we get to the message. Is that all right with you? I want you to know when you leave here, I want, I want you to know God spoke to me today. I, and I want, that's, all, that's what it's all about. It's not what I have to say, it's what He has to say, and, and everybody in this building is going to be be uh, covered by the scripture we find in Psalms 103. So I want us to say this together this morning. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals all our disease, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Does that make anybody feel bad this morning? Does that make anybody feel good today? Boy, I'm getting younger by the moment today. I want him to fill my mouth with good stuff today. It may not be everything that, that, that makes us feel good, but there's nothing like the Word of God. I want to roll that one more time. If we never get to the message this morning, this is God speaking to you. If you've got iniquity in your heart, maybe you and God are the only one that knows it. He's still in the forgiving business. Not only does He, for, does he forgive you of your iniquities, He forgives all of our sins. You may be here this morning and you've heard this lie. You've been too far in sin. God doesn't care about you anymore. That's a lie. That's fake news. There's always a voice that's speaking fake news. When you come to Elm Grove, you're going to know the truth. And the truth will come from God's Word. And that's what it's all about. So go, let's go again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgetting all His benefits. Hey, wait just a minute, just a minute. Now, I've heard you at ball games, and uh, you did much better to ball games. This, this is God's house now. And I know that not all of you are hard hearing, but I've got my hearing aids on this morning, and it's not very loud. All right, let's get to the benefits. Forget not all his benefits. All right. Who, for, who heals all your disease, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Now put your hands together this morning, and let's say, God has spoken to me. Thank you, Jesus. And you may be seated. It's awesome this morning to be spoken to by the Lord. And can I tell you, He speaks 24-7. The only problem that there is about God speaking is I'm not always on His frequency. But I want you, we're living in peerless times. We're living in times when the world is in the mode of failure. But I want to say to you this morning, remember Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. This is the best days of your life. And you need to take note of one thing. God said, I will lead you beside still water. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Do you know the greatest enemy against the church as well as the world that's not a part of the church yet is the spirit of fear? 
We had a service not long ago, and we collected people's notes about the service, and the, and the one thing that was highlighted is fear is dominating my life. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Why do we need power? We need the power to open our mouth and say, Fear, you're trespassing. I have no time for you. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but power. How about this? He's given us the power to love. What's the Bible say about love? Anybody can love those that love you. But how about this? Love your enemies. You got a little quiet on me there. I'm telling you the truth. Love your enemies. Be good. Open the door for them. Say hi to them no matter whether they speak back or not. Overcome evil with good. The Bible says he that knows to do good and does not do it, it is sin. Come on, you know your Bible. And, and if you don't, make out like <laughs> Just say it. He that knows to do good and doesn't do it is sin. 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 So God has already spoken to us, hasn't he? Everybody ready for the benediction and go to lunch? All right. You're the right kind of people. I love you. You're my church family. When I get to heaven, you're the kind of people I want to live with from now on. Eternity has no ends. And we're headed, we're closer to home than we've ever been. And I just want to charge your battery this morning. We've had an old bus that's been sitting for about two years. One of our elders put it on Craig's list. He called me th- this week said, I think we've got a buyer. And I went out, and you know what? I put the key in it. It was the right key. It turned the ignition on, but it wouldn't even click. You know why? It had been sitting in the same place for two years, and it had been 12 months since I'd seen if it would start. Don't let your spirit life stay in a mode so that you don't crank on it every day. God wants to speak to you every day, and he wants to say something good. He's not going to talk about your past. He wants to help you with what's in front of you. And we've all been places we never want to go again, and God knows things that we hope he never tells on us. And, and this is a great relief. He says, forgetting those things which are behind and looking forward unto those things which are before, keep pressing, keep pressing, keep moving toward the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. This week, I, I very seldom have the time, but uh, in a recuperating, recuperating moment, I sit down and watch a few moments of the news. I, I get, I'm getting where I just don't like the news. But uh, the media was inter- interviewing a gentleman that worked for Walmart. And uh, the camera was on him when he checked out a lady that had a big uh, basket of groceries and needs. And then she had another basket, and it had uh, uh, a different list uh, than what she had in the first basket. And when the young gentleman rang up the bill, it was like $51 and some few cents. And she handed him a card, and he he ran the card several times. And uh, he did everything he could to make the card work, and it wouldn't work. And what the story is, uh, her and her husband had, bring, had brought uh, three foster children home with them. And along with that uh, came a card from WIC and the things that she could buy on the WIC card for the three children that they were loving on and trying to help through a chapter of their life. The young man says, uh, when it wouldn't, finally wouldn't go, he says, ma'am, I'm, I'm going to pay for that for you. Uh, I just want to do that. And, uh, and so he did. And the lady left. But the media got hold of the story, and they came back to interview this young man. And they said, why would you take, said, uh, is that about all you take home each day walking, working for Walmart? And he said, that pretty well covers what I take home each day. 
They said, why would you give your, a day's wages standing here checking people out to a lady that you've never met before and help her pay for what she had in, in, her, uh, in her basket? And he said these words, when God tells you to do it, do it. Listen to me this morning. All the world's not going to hell in a handbasket. There's still a group of people like you. When you see a need, you run to that need, and you see if you can lend a helping hand. And so we're living in times this morning that if ever we had a hearing ear, and if you'll look in the, first, uh, the last book in the Bible, the book of Revelation, God says to the five churches, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. And, and uh, last week, we, we, we spent some time uh, on the benefits of hearing from the Lord. Uh, we talked about hearing the voice of God, obeying in the little things. If you, if you won't obey the God, voice of God in the little things, he'll never lead you to bigger things. The little things are just as important in God's eyes as big things. So when the door of opportunity opens as a believer, step up to the plate and do what the Lord asks you to do. We, we also covered putting yourself in a position to hear God's voice. And, you know, there's, there's, there's noise everywhere you go. You can't even pull up to the traffic light today without hearing somebody next to you going, boom, 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 boom. You know, I, I keep one foot on the brake and one on the accelerator, and the moment that light changes, I'm out of there. If I want to hear boom, 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 I can go home and boom, boom, boom. The world's full of that. I want to put myself in a different position. I want, to hear, I want to hear some words before I hear the boom, okay? And then we covered last week being consistent with hearing. You say, Pastor, what do you mean being consistent with hearing the voice of God? Every morning when you wake up, it's very important just to say, Lord, the air that I breathe is borrowed from you, and you I live, move, and have our being. What would you have me to do today in the place you position me in? Help me to hear your voice so, can I, so I can be a reflection of what you've done in my life. Last week we covered make, an, make it a habit of beginning your day by saying, Father, I'm available to carry out any assignment. And when you say this, make sure you're telling the truth. Because that assignment may not be what you have asked for. Number four, we care, last week we, we, we covered this in the morning message. Never listen to a voice that's contrary to the Word of God. When There's voices that's going to speak to you, and they're not going to be, it will not always be what the voice of God has to say. If it's contrary to the Word of God, write null and void over it. It's not the thing to do. And, and we ended on, on this thought last Sunday morning. Expect to hear God speak to you today. And when you stood this morning, I made sure that God spoke to every one of you. He's already spoken to you. What we do with what he has to speak and say to us is between you and God. You see, God hasn't called me to clean fish. He's called me. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so many times, you know, we've almost got it backwards sometimes in church. We want to clean people's life. That's not my business. The business is for me to lead people to Jesus and point you to the good news that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He's made provision for you. There's no big eyes or little U's. He just wants you to know how much he loves you. And he's made provision for every step of life journey that you're going to take. He already knows how many more breaths that you have, how much longer you have here on this earth. And so we're not going there today, but I want to talk to you today about looking at the benefits of hearing 
the voice of God. Would you bow your head with me this morning? Lord, it's not what I have to say this morning that really counts. But I've asked you to anoint these lips of clay because I'm nothing. I'm as a clanging, clanging of cymbals and the tinkling of brass without your anointing. But today's message gives us all hope this morning. And my heart's desire is to let no one leave here but what they've heard the voice of God. The love of God that was shed abroad at Calvary and the, the blood of Jesus that still washes away our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Father, we just give you praise, honor, and glory for the good things you've done for us and the things you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's family said, Amen. Turning to Revelation chapter 3, I want to read three verses with you this morning. I want to begin with verse 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is in red letter. We, we always signify when you find a red print in our Bible, Jesus has to be the voice of God speaking. And it says, I stand at, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in with him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and, and, and sat down with my father on his throne. He who hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. As I uh, think about the benefits there is in following Jesus and all the good things that he has prepared for us, the first thing that I think about this morning is something that we all require Many of us think we can get by with very little, but there's one requirement that your body is going to put demands on, and sooner or later you're going to give ear to what it has to say, and we all need rest. Please don't take a moment and think I'm wanting you to take a, a, a snooze right now. That's not the point. I'm talking about a spiritual rest. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 12, it says, To whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, but they would not listen. Rest speaks of refreshing. Times of refreshing, the Bible says, comes from the Lord. And you're in his presence this morning. You came to his house. And when you stepped in inside this door, you became in, inside the presence of God in a very special way. Everywhere you go, the presence of God is. But when you make a quality decision, I'm going to stop my world. This is the day the Lord has made. He gave me a day of rest, and I'm going to honor him by coming to his house. He didn't say what house, but I'm glad you put, we chose this house. And let me say to our visitors this morning, if you live within driving distance and, and you don't have a church home, this church needs you. And if you do have a church home and you're visiting, be faithful so that your pastor will be, he will preach harder. He'll love on you more if you'll just show up and smile when he preaches. And if you're ready for him to move on, just get so happy, you'll start clapping when he preaches. And you'll get out in the aisle and you'll do a little Pentecostal shout. And, and, and I'm telling you, he'll preach himself to death. You won't have to vote him out. There's a way to rest. There's a way to rest. Aren't you glad God has a way of meeting our needs no matter what the need may be? How about this? If you're here this morning and there's a war raging inside of you and you're, you're listening to the war part of the time, you'd like, you'd like to be somewhere besides in the midst of a war, God wants me to tell you there's peace and safety in the ark of his provision today. In Psalms 85 verse Verse 8, it says, I will hear what the Lord will speak. He will speak peace to the godly ones. And the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. 
It means, it means nothing is missing and nothing is broken. It means to be made whole. It means to be secured, to have confidence and triumph over opposition. And we all need peace. Shalom. You can walk out of here today, and next, when you meet another Christian person, why don't you just really blow them out of the water and say, Shalom. And they'll say, where did you go to church? Listen, God wants you to learn the language of peace. He said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives you peace, but I give you an everlasting peace. A world, uh, you live in a world that can't take away what I give you. It's an everlasting peace. And he wants to clothe you this morning with a garment of praise, with the peace of God that moves far beyond our understanding. And he said, in all your ways, if you'll acknowledge me, I will direct your path. And we all need direction. Another benefit of listening to the voice of God is forward progress. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23 and 24. But this thing I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you'll be my people, and walk in all the ways I've commanded you, and that it may be well with you. But they would not listen. How many in the building this morning, you're uh, old enough that you have grown children? And you spoke to those children before, and they didn't listen. I'm with the right crowd this morning. Yeah, yeah. Do you know where all we are is God's children? That's all we are. Do kids make mistakes? Young kids do. So do older kids. In fact, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. you know that said that? We have. We have. But God wants you to know today you cannot get beyond his voice because his voice will penetrate the powers of darkness. It'll penetrate the hardest wall that you build. It'll penetrate areas of your life that, that only he can penetrate if you allow him to. But the scripture said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I was thinking this morning after uh, uh, getting to church, I was thinking about the house where we have lived for uh, 58 years. And obviously, when you walk up to our house, there's a little white plastic uh, deal about this long and about this wide, and it has a button in, uh, right in the center of it. And everybody knows that as a, uh, yeah, it is a doorbell. And it looks real. But the only thing is, uh, it doesn't work. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the door and people had given up. There's nobody home. Sure, there's a red expedition sitting there, and there's a white Ford pickup, but these people aren't home. And, and as I would see them walking out, I'd run. I'd say, hey, wait just a minute. Well, I rang the doorbell, and they said, you weren't home. And I thought, I wonder how many times the Holy Spirit has rang my doorbell, and I didn't answer. I wonder... How many times he wanted to love on me, and I just didn't answer. I wonder how many times he wanted to talk to me about a difficult thing I was going through as a pastor, and I didn't hear the doorbell. It just wasn't working. And you know, the only thing we have to do is call the repairman. <laughs> or if you're still brave enough to step up on a uh, 16 or 18 foot ladder. Please don't step on the top run. I don't want you to join my ranks, but 
please know one thing. Uh, you, there's a repairman that can make that doorbell work again. And in our spiritual life, there's the Holy Spirit that can cause everything that's caused the doorbell to quit ringing in our life. He's able to reach inside of us and deal with the junk that junks us up, that causes our heart to be hardened. And, and he's able to take the unforgiveness out of our heart, and he's able to give us a soft heart. Because I'm telling you, you can't hear the voice of God with a hard heart. And the things that harden our heart many times are, are things of opposition that come our way. There's things when people say things or do things to us and inside. Instead of saying, God, I'm going to draw from the provision you said, therefore with joy shall we draw water from the well of salvation. I'm going to be re I'm redeemed because I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. I can come to the water of life freely and I'm going to drink. And I'm not going to choke over what other people say. Because you said you love me unconditionally, Lord talking about the benefits of hearing the voice of God. My wife is a much more sensitive person than I am. There's been people that's walked into my life, and she said, you think that person's real? And she, while I'm talking, she's, she's listening. But she's not always, always listening to me. She's listening to the voice of the Spirit. And, there, and I can't tell you the time she's told me, she said, you think that person's for real, don't you? Oh, yeah, didn't you hear what he said? Didn't you? Think about, I mean... Just look at his at the resume. Look what, and she says, "Only time will tell you what I'm about to tell you. They're not for real." Is that what I wanted to hear? Absolutely not. I, I always, I, I don't know about you. I always like to be right. Yeah. <laughs> Only three men ducked their head when I said that. So I know there's three of us on the same boat. The only person that's right 24-7 is God. When God is for us, who can be against us? God is not a man he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he's spoken it, he's going to perform it. So remember what Psalms 103 said. If he said it, and he said it to you this morning. He spoke to you in the first five minutes of the service, in the first five verses of, of Psalms uh, chapter uh, 103 today. But I'm speaking to you about the forward progress that God wants. I, I don't know of anybody here that you're, you're just really happy with where you're at. And I hope you're not here. I don't want you to get comfortable with where you're at because God has so much in store. He even says these words, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it been recorded in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them. And many people think that's talking about heaven. Well, if it is, we need to learn how to have a little heaven here on earth so when we get there, we won't have to act like we know how to act. I'll never forget one of the first senior trips that my wife and I took with the senior class, spending about five years on the school board at Sealing. On that bus was several seniors that had never been out of Sealing. One gentleman I'll never forget Larry Clayton stepped to the front of the bus, and he called this boy by name. He said, all of these lights are Oklahoma City. And his response was, yeah, sure, rain on, rain on. He just couldn't believe. He couldn't comprehend a city that, that big. I'll never forget one evening uh, our, our uh, teacher took us out to a nice place to eat, and when we uh, un un took the napkin and rolled our silverware, I heard one of the seniors says, Boy, somebody messed up when they were rolling this silverware. They gave me two forks. 
I knew I was with the right crowd. I had two forks too. Listen, God is interested in promoting you. He's interested in you going places you've never been so you can do things you've never done. He's interested. This isn't, this isn't, we're not home. This isn't just a place to get ready to go home. But until he calls us home, he wants to promote you. He wants to bless you. And he wants to encourage you and love on you so you will have a, a great desire to serve the Lord. If we as believers desire to grow, we have to come to the place where we, can, where we want to hear God's voice more than anything else. And can I ask this question? Uh, or let me just say this. You will know the voice of God when it agrees with the Scripture. You will know the voice of God when it agrees with love. I'm talking about agape love. You will know it's a voice of God when it brings the peace that surpasseth all understanding. You'll know it's a voice of God when he brings comfort and encouragement and confidence that you're going to make it. You'll know it's a voice of God when it agrees with the character and the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then I'd like to talk to you about a world that we know very little about, and that's the supernatural world. We're living in an hour where there's still supernatural peace that flows from God. There's still provision that comes in a supernatural way. And I was, I was raised in the, in the presence of God. And, I, I, and growing up, I knew what it was when I seen the supernatural things happen that came from God. And, uh, and, and supernatural deliverance is something when you know you've gone as far as you can go. You've rang the doorbell. Nobody showed up. You've tried everything you know to try. You spent your last dime, and it's still not happening. That's when you know you're in trouble, and you need a supernatural intervention. In Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 through 23, David seeks direction from God on what to do about the Philistine army. You know, David was just a shepherd boy. He, he had never been trained in the king's army. But God speaks to him, and he gives him a strategy, and the results in David's victory and his enemy's defeat. God talks to him before he ever gets to the battlefield. And this is exactly what God wants to do for you and me. Before we get to the battlefield in our life, he wants you to be able to hear what he's got to say. And listen to me, it could save your life. Could I get just a little closer? It could save you your marriage. It could save your home. It could save your child that's, that's, that's struggling to know who to believe. It could, it could save a whole, it could save your bank account. It can save a, it could even save your health. Right. Listening to the voice of God. David's victory came over Goliath's defeat. This is exactly what God will do for you. He wants you to be more than conquerors. He says it's in the wor Word of God. Yea, know it, that you're more than a conqueror. This means that God is going to give you the strength to rule and reign no matter what comes your way. He, he wants you to know you're the head and the, not the tail. You're the above and not the beneath. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Keep in mind, God's strategy will not always make sense to your natural mind. How about when the angel spoke to Mary about giving birth to Jesus, a teenager that had never been with a man, and he laid out the plan, and I'll never forget Mary's response. 
according to your word. Be it unto me. I wonder what the world would be like if every pastor, before he would ever walk to the podium, could say, Lord, according to your word, that's what's going to happen this morning. I tell you, I, I think there would be some wild preachers in this world today. I think there would be some people, Preachers that would come alive and clap their hands and maybe make a loud noise and might not make everybody comfortable. Well, listen, God didn't come just to make us comfortable. He sent the Holy Spirit to stir us and so we, we could stay healthy, so that we could be everything that he wants us to be. And we can't just grow up and be that way with something that will just tickle our ears. And I don't love any, like anybody tickling my ears, much less blowing in my ears. And I have a friend in this community that's worse than that. If he catches me in a restaurant with my back to the door, he'll come by and kiss me right on this shiny part of my head. <laughs> and I just, I just do this all over and I call him by name because he's the only one that would have the nerve to do that. Moving on, favor. How about the favor of God? Have you ever, have you ever gone somewhere and you really needed the favor of God? God wants you to know that he's made provision for you to be blessed and highly favored of God. Listen to this. In Proverbs chapter 8, verses 33 through 35, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. For whosoever findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. You hear Craig and I say this quite often. We're blessed and highly favored. We're blessed and highly favored. I want these words to become contagious with you. No matter what you're looking at this morning, your circumstance does not have to determine your destiny today, but the Word of God will. I'm blessed and highly favored of God no matter how it looks. No matter, my bank account may be gone. My health may have some issues, but I'm blessed and highly favored of God. I'm on the right road. In due season, I'm going to reap if I, if I faint not. I'm not going to get weary in well-doing, for in due season, I will, you will see the hand of God and the breath of God breathing through me. Put your hands together and let the Lord know you're hearing the voice of God. That's a twofold need if there's two or three people taking a nap. This always wakes them up. Thank you for being a great part of the message this morning. My closing, my clo I'll be mischievous till the day the trumpet sounds. You know, mischievousness is what keeps me healthy. I love, I love being mischievous. You know, so I just grant to you all the, all the privilege. You, anytime you can get something on me, hands off, you just go after me because I believe you reap what you sow. Moving on. My closing thought this morning. It's critical to make a decision in advance that will tell you what to do. What, and whatever he tells you before, before it happens, sometimes it's hard for us to digest. When we don't want to hear what he tells us to do, and we refuse to do it, we harden our heart. It's essential that we keep a, heart, a soft heart. As we've discussed in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 7 today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. So we see here that a soft heart is an obedient heart. And can I tell you, obedience does not begin at church. I want to speak to all the married people this morning. Everybody that's married, would you raise your hand? 
I'm speaking to 90% of the people here this morning. You're not going to like me for saying this, gentlemen, but obedience begins at the house and listening to the lady that took you for better or for worse. That lady that thought you had a bank full of money. You're the smartest thing that God could ever give you. That man that says, a soft heart doesn't begin at church. It can. It can. And if you're this morning and you've never met Jesus today, he wants to give you a heart transplant. And he wants to, you to leave here with a soft heart so that you can hear from the Lord. And I'm not discounting the fact that there aren't people here that you're in a world of hurt this morning. I'm not discounting the fact that you're not in a war this morning and you just don't know how things are going to turn out. But I'm telling you, just like Robert Morris tells us, when he gathers pastors around, just take the low road. Learn to say, I'm so sorry. Could you find it in your heart to forgive me? Listen, in due season, that low road always pays off. That's the reason it, it's so hard. The enemy doesn't want you men taking the low road. It's hard for a man to say to a woman, you were right. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Women, you should be shouting me down. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I know I'm going to live this down when I get home. But let me tell you what a soft heart is. I, you know, I... I, I, I I've, got, I've gone to places where they could tell me all the problems. They could tell me the, all, all the church flaws. But I, I would leave there many times disappointed because they didn't tell me how to fix it. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to stay fixed up. I, I want my spirit to stay. In, I, want, I want my spirit to be contagious. I want it to be filled with something that is encouraging. I want to be able to bless people. Or I want to put these arms around people, even if they don't like a hug from a man, and say, God loves you and so do I. And when they pull around, I just try to hang on a little tighter. <laughs> I want them to know I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. But listen, a soft heart can be defined as a willingness to listen and a willingness to change. A soft heart, two elements, and I want us to take inventory as we bring this message to a close this morning. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to change? If you're here today and you're not in that place, God wants to lend you a helping hand. He said, I'm standing at your heart's door knocking. If you'll just open the door, I'll come in and dine with you and you with me. And he's not going to undress you spiritually and talk about everywhere you've been that you shouldn't have been, the things you've done you shouldn't have done. Here's what he's going to say. If you'll ask me, I'll forgive you. If you'll ask me, I'll take you in as one of my kids and I'll treat you just like I treat everybody else. I want to love you right into my family, and I want you to know there's no big eyes and little U's. We're just all God's family. And I want you to know I can clothe you with the joy of the Lord at your strength. Maybe the voice of God is saying to some today, you need to make, it, you need to make things right. Maybe there's those today that you have made mistakes and you can't forgive yourself. I meet a lot of people in the journey of life. Pastor, if I could just forgive myself, you just don't know. You just don't know. I, I, there's a man that lives in this community. He said, I, I'd just like to tell you, but I just can't. I, I, just, I just can't tell you. And, and he lives under that load day by day by day. But listen, every morning you're going to look at that man in the mirror. 
And you're going to make a decision as to whether he's going to change or not. And whether you realize it or not, the outward appearance is going to change. To all of you have got a full head of hair, enjoy it today. But tomorrow it could be like a blade of grass that withers and it's gone away. And to those of you that are young and you're carrying the youth that is so brilliant and your life is so bright it just shines like a star in the sky. Listen to me. If your heart is hardened, God wants me to talk to you for a moment. And he says, if you'll give me that hard heart, I'll give you a soft heart. I'll take the hardness. I'll give you a heart that will transplant your life. I'll give you a heart that will pump the blood of Jesus through your veins. I'll give you a heart so that it'll be a heart of, uh, filled with a gratitude of attitude. I'll give you a heart that will give you the ability to love everybody, even those that despitefully use you. I'll give you a heart to love everyone if you will allow me the entrance into your life. And he's there this morning, and he's punching your doorbell. And the doorbell isn't ringing, so he's, he's knocking. And here's what he's saying, if you'll just open the door. If you'll just open the door, I went in. And I want to help you. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed this morning. I want you to stand to your feet as we have some music from the sound booth today. And I... I just have a stirring in my heart today that I don't always have. And if you're in the building this morning and you've never known Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please hear me today. Please hear me today. He's standing at your heart's door knocking. And here's what he's saying. Please don't put it off till tomorrow. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. I brought you to this house to hear the voice of God. And if you're here this morning... And you don't know Jesus, I have some simple facts to give you. In Romans chapter, the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you'll believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the mouth confession is made, and with the heart man believeth unto salvation. You may say, well, pastor, you just don't know. You, you don't know my past. I just don't know that God's big enough to forgive me. That same chapter goes on to say these words. Whoever calls on my name, I'll hear and be saved. Maybe you're here this morning and uh, you're a Christian, but there's some unforgiveness in your life. and You realize there's a hardness that's coming over you that you really don't want, but it's formulated through the calluses of things that have tormented you and caused you sleepless hours at night and, and, and a lot of agony in the spirit realm. I have good news for you. The Spirit of the Lord is also speaking to you this morning. And in the prayer that I'm going to lead this congregation today, if you'll just say, Lord, that's me. I'm ready for a heart transplant. I want you to do something in my life that only you can do because you're the only one that knows my heart besides myself but here's a prayer and I want you to follow me dear Lord Jesus I come to you this morning to say thank you Jesus because I know your voice is speaking to me forgive me of my sins 
cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From this day forward, I want to serve you with joy and gladness. Refuel me today with the joy of the Lord that's my strength. Renew my spirit, that right kind of a spirit, that I'll be willing to listen and I'll be willing to obey. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. Thank you, Father, for accepting me. Thank you, Father, for loving me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With heads bowed, eyes still closed, let me ask you, how many would raise your hand and you would say, that prayer included me this morning. Pastor, thank you for taking the time to pray with me today. Let me see your hands across this building. God bless you. There's probably a dozen hands that's raised today. I thank the Lord that he's still speaking as our, our youth pastor comes to close the service this morning. Leave here knowing that God spoke to you today. He's going to keep speaking to you, and he's waiting. He wants you to listen. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the word of God this morning? Amen. Come on, put your hands together if you receive that is your heart today. Again, what an honor to have you with us this morning. If you are a guest or a visitor, we'd love the opportunity, again, just to personally say thank you for being here with us today. So be sure and meet Pastor Sherry there in the foyer. Uh, as you go today, uh, we just want to encourage you. We want to encourage you to, to live your life to the fullest and uh, live your life with God. Amen. Amen. Hey, one more time, today at 4 o'clock at the Ceiling uh, Nursing Center is our uh, nursing home service. If you can help out with that, remember to see Miss Linda, and then also um, uh, tonight at 6 o'clock here is our Breaking Intimidation study here in the Southeast Study Room. So be sure and be here if you can as you leave. Pastor said that he wants us all to enjoy life and being a little bit mischievous, right? That's, I, I heard those words come from this pulpit, right? As you leave today, uh, just go by and as you leave, just give him a kiss on the head and let him know you love him, all right? God bless you guys. We'll see you back tonight. <laughs>